May only truth be spoken here and only truth be heard. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The last thing that Jesus says to the devil is, you should worship God and follow only him. Did I get that right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I hope that's right. <laughs> we begin this season of Lent with a story that many of us have probably heard many times before. It's the story of Jesus in the wilderness having a conversation with the tempter, the adversary. And it's important to put this conversation in the context of readings we've actually heard in the season leading up to Lent, the season after the Epiphany. So I want us to remember that Jesus is here in the desert. He spends 40 days in the wilderness by himself, without eating, right after he is baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. And you remember when he's baptized, that the heavens open and the Holy Spirit descends like a dove and tells Jesus and everybody else in earshot who Jesus is. This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And then it seems that that very same spirit which descends then drives him from that place and into the wilderness where he spends 40 days by himself. After he spends 40 days and after he has this conversation with the devil, he returns and he starts collecting those apostles. He starts seeing folks fishing and saying, come follow me, which is a reading we also heard and studied in this season leading up to Lent. So we, we didn't study this, this piece with Jesus in the wilderness, although we did the baptism and we looked at the call stories of some of the apostles. But now we're going to that piece that happened in between. So Jesus receives his identity at baptism. And he begins his ministry by bringing people alongside him. But in between those two things, there's a long pause, right? And that's what we're talking about today. I think, I think it's really interesting to think about why, why is there a long pause? That's something we don't have a lot of in our own kind of ordinary day-to-day -day lives. Think about even the idea, you know, so often I get an idea and, and I go and do it right away. I might not even pause to think about it. Much less do we have time to really sit in silence, in waiting, to fast, to take nothing in and to take no action. That's what Jesus did for 40 days. 
His only thing that he took with him was that message from the spirit, you are my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And if that were me, I would have been like rushing off to save the world. But Jesus takes a long pause to take that in and to think about what that means. It's very tempting when you're full of inspiration to rush out to take action, right? In fact, that's what the devil is tempting him to do. Saint Ignatius, who was the founder of the Jesuits, kind of famously looked at these three temptations of Jesus and pointed out that they're all kind of good things. They're not like temptations to do wicked things in the way we might think of temptation, like, oh, don't eat that cake. Or like, oh, don't look at that person. Or, oh, don't do that. They're all good things. Okay, maybe not the throwing yourself off the temple, but, but even that one. So, and not only that, but Ignatius pointed out that they're all tempting in the sense that they are good. They're also all tempting in the sense that Jesus did them at some point in his life. Take the first one. You must be hungry. Why don't you turn these stones into bread? Well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with eating. Second of all, Jesus could make bread. Third of all, Jesus did many times make abundant bread to feed the hungry out of nothing, out of very little. Jesus had that power, and that's a power he would exercise. But he said, this is not the time and the place. This is my pause to listen, not for what I want to do, but for what God wants. Second, the devil says, let's go up on the top of the temple. Now, you are the son of God, right? Didn't God say that if you even got close to a stone, God would protect you from hurting your little toe. Why don't you throw yourself off the temple? Because God said that God would bear you up on angels' wings. There was a time in Jesus' life when he gave up his life freely. When he sacrificed his life and gave everything over to the care of God, trusting God to do what God would do with his body, with his life. But this was not that time. And again, Jesus said, it's possible that Jesus even had an inkling of where his life and his ministry would go, but he knew this is not the time. And so he said, no, we don't tempt God but he would offer everything. And then the third temptation, the third temptation is 
to go up on a high mountaintop where Jesus could see all the kingdoms of the world. Now, wouldn't it be good if instead of this president or that king or that emperor, we had the fully human and fully divine in charge of our government? That would be a fine thing. And in fact, Jesus knew, wouldn't he have known the good that he could have done if he had all that power? And after he died and was resurrected, we know that he now is the king. And that in the fullness of time, God will put all things in subjection under his feet. But there in the desert was not the time. It was a time to pause and make sure that Jesus was doing not what Jesus wanted, not the good that Jesus wanted, but only the good that God wants. We aren't usually tempted by things we know are no good to do. We aren't usually tempted to hurt each other. What's most tempting for us is that good that we believe we can do. What's most tempting for us is to run out without thinking, without pausing, to know what it is that God really wants for us. And somehow I find this insight of Ignatius that the temptation comes from what's good, but what isn't ours or what, what isn't ours today. I find this so helpful for us now when our lives are just so full, so busy, that we can run from one good thing to the next good thing and say yes to this and yes to this and yes to this. And we find that we're so busy, we can't breathe. We can't see God at work in our lives. And maybe for us in the United States in Hyde Park, maybe that's our own special temptation, our own special way of being tempted, is that we forget that between the inspiration and the inauguration of the act, to take a pause and to say to God, let me sit here in this long waiting until it becomes uncomfortable, until I know what it is God would have me do, not what my ego would have me do, but what God would have me do, and to take our time to breathe and pray. And that's the invitation I want to offer you as we begin this season of Lent today. Is to make sure that whatever you've given up, whatever you've taken up, that you're also leaving space in there just to be with God in between inspiration and action. To listen for God's call specifically for you 
specifically in your life, specifically in God's time. Don't be afraid to follow that model of Jesus and to make that space in your life. And don't rush to fill it. The story of Jesus in the wilderness reminds us that if we wait long enough, we're going to get really uncomfortable and we're going to wrestle as Jesus did. And it's only after we've passed that point of wrestling that the angels come to minister to us. And then it is time to begin. Amen.